TCI Solid Waste Management contract signed. Six children rescued from capsized boat in Guyana. More than 300 journalists around the world imprisoned because of their work in 2023. A look at sports and the weekend weather forecast. Join us right now. Well, listeners, we are at the end of another work week. It's Friday, January 19th, 2024. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thursday, January 18th was a significant day in the lives of Honorable Sean Malcolm, the Minister of Health and Human Services, as well as the Member of Parliament for ED10, Wheeland and West Caicos, the Honorable Kyle Knowles, as they announced a new three-year, $2.9 million contract to remedy the Providenciales landfill. Over the years, the Providenciales landfill site has become a focal point for various issues, ranging from unsightliness and odors to more concerning problems like fires, smoke from past fires, increased vectors, human scavenging, and associated crimes. The current state of the landfill reflects a mix of waste types that demands immediate attention and careful management. From mixed waste to green waste, sewage, dead animals, inert waste, derelict vehicles and boats, electronic waste, medical and pharmaceutical waste, scrap metals and tires, each category requires proper handling to mitigate the impact on our environment and the well-being of our residents and visitors. Previously, the government entrusted a private company with the operations and management of the Providenciales landfill. This contract came to an end in 2018. Since the conclusion of that contract, the Environmental Health Department, along with the Ministry of Health, have been working tirelessly to ensure sustainable management of the site was in place. To ensure that works were being carried out on the landfill, the management of the waste disposal site on the island of Providenciales was executed through short-term contracts. This was not only unsustainable, but presented many health and safety challenges. In response to these challenges, the Public and Environmental Health Department, through lessons learned from the previous contract, developed an ITT for tendering. This document took into consideration the strategies needed to enhance the aesthetics of the site and also protect the public health of the population, particularly those who reside close to the landfill site. As of April 2019, the department estimated a daily solid waste production of approximately 335 tons per day. However, the site covering approximately 66 acres has the potential for expansion to accommodate the growing waste management needs of our community. TCI Green Ecological Corporation Limited has been awarded the contract, as mentioned, for three years. A company founded by two brothers from Grand Turk are tasked with enhancing the Providenciales landfill and changing the way we dispose of waste in the island. Now, all six airports in the Turks and Caicos Islands will now be able to get a reasonable share of the income generated from the airport development fee levied on passengers following a recent increase by the Turks and Caicos Islands Airports Authority. 
The initial $20 fee which was implemented to fund improvements at the Providenciales International Airport was being split six ways, eating into the budget for upgrades at the main gateway, Providenciales. The Turks and Caicos Islands Airports Authority had been stretching the fee to cover all six airports in which they operate so that they could all have improvements. But with that came potential auditing issues. Recent changes to legislation allowing the increase was aimed at fixing that. So now that the fee will be increasing from $20 to $35, 15 out of that will go towards the other airports and $20 will go towards Providenciales. This increase comes at a time when the Turks and Caicos Islands Airports Authority is focused on making all of its airports economically viable. New flights are currently being sought to increase international and long-stay travelers into both the nation's capital, Grand Turk, and the fishing capital, South Caicos. Improvements in Providenciales, especially at the Howard Hamilton International Airport, is greatly needed until, of course, a new airport is constructed. As there is constant complaint from the traveling public, residents and visitors alike about long lines, wait times and the heat. The increase in the airport development fee takes effect on February 1, 2024 and will affect all airline tickets purchased on or after that date. And the Turks and Caicos Islands has announced the formal launch of TCI Finance, a flagship initiative designed to protect, promote, develop and grow TCI's financial services sector. Under the leadership of newly appointed CEO and international financial services expert Paul Pyrie. TCI Finance has unveiled a comprehensive new positioning, brand and website, which will be the external platform to share TCI's financial services offering with a wide international audience of finance professionals and high net worth individuals. With a vision to see TCI not just as a beautiful and high-end tourism destination, but as a flourishing center of financial excellence, TCI Finance is primed to redefine the financial services industry in the Caribbean region and beyond. On the occasion of the launch, TCI Finance CEO Paul Pyrie commented, quote, Choosing a financial services center isn't just about cold, hard facts. Decisions come from both heart and head, and we understand that in today's world, leaving our planet and communities in a better place is just as important as financial gain for many successful individuals and institutions. TCI isn't just a flourishing financial hub, it's a chosen home for an astute community of ultra-high net worth individuals. Their trust in our services underscores the high standards and expertise already available in our financial sector. TCI Finance works in the best interests of investors, institutions and our own citizens to develop the Turks and Caicos Islands and foster a thriving, inclusive IFC community built on a foundation of social and economic growth, end quote. This new chapter in TCI Finance's story is bolstered by an exceptional board of renowned and trusted individuals in the TCI Finance arena, including David Stewart, Anthony Harvey Baston, Honorable E.J. Saunders, Drexel Seymour, and Angela Musgrove. Their combined expertise, along with the operational leadership of CEO Paul Pyrie and Executive Assistant Vanessa Hall, positions TCI Finance to attract investment in the financial services industry, aiming to ensure transformative and lasting developments in economy, infrastructure, and communities.
The initiative is set to establish TCI as a premier international financial center, excelling in insurance, banking, family office, fiduciary and trust services, whilst building on its reputation as a luxury destination where you can make lasting and meaningful connections while you live, work and invest. That was a look at Local News Regional is up next. In a recent incident at Norman Manley International Airport in Jamaica, a woman's attempt to smuggle over 4.8 kilograms or 10.5 pounds of cocaine was intercepted by narcotics detectives. Reports are that narcotics detectives say shortly around 5 p.m., a female checked in at Norman Manley to board a flight destined for London, England. Concealed within seemingly innocent milk packages inside her suitcase were 4.8 kilograms or 10.5 pounds of cocaine, according to reports. The estimated street value of this illicit cargo amounted to a substantial 144,000 U.S. dollars. The discovery of the concealed cocaine led to the woman's arrest under the reasonable suspicion of breaching the Dangerous Drugs Act. Her identity is being withheld pending further investigations. And the Guyana police force have confirmed the successful rescue of six children whose canoe capsized while they were returning home to Venezuela. The children who were rescued on Tuesday were identified as students attending a primary school in Guyana. They had been on their way back to the San Martin community located on the Venezuelan side of the border when the incident occurred. The children, aged 6 to 11 years old, were rescued by citizens and were later examined by medical officials in the presence of their parents. Despite the border controversy between Guyana and Venezuela, nationals of the neighboring South American countries move freely across their border. And the president of the Barbados-based Caribbean Development Bank, or CDB, Dr. Hygienist Jean Leon, has been sent on an administrative leave until April 2024 as an ongoing administrative process continues at the region's premier financial institution. Well-placed sources told the Caribbean Media Corporation, or CMC, that Leon's computer and tablet have been seized and are questioning how the board of directors could have taken a decision against the bank's president without the knowledge of the board of governors. According to CDB's website, the board of directors is responsible for the general policy and direction of the operations of CDB. The board takes decisions concerning loans, guarantees and other investments by CDB, borrowing programs, technical assistance and other operations of the bank. It also approves the administrative budget of the bank and submits accounts for each financial year for approval by the Board of Governors. The board comprises 14 directors who represent the regional members of CDB and five who represent the non-regional members. Leon is the sixth president of the Regional Development Finance Institution. He was elected at a special meeting of the CDB Board of Governors held on January 19, 2021 for a five-year term and assumed office on May 4, 2024.
2021. The highly regarded St. Lucian-born economist heads a team of more than 200 employees headquartered in Bridgetown, Barbados, and came to the assignment with 35 years of experience in economics, financial policy development, and executive management, more than 20 of which were spent working with the Washington-based International Monetary Fund. He had succeeded the Jamaican-born Dr. Warren Smith, who retired in 2021 after serving as president for 10 years. That was a look around the region. World News is up next. An estimated 320 journalists around the world were imprisoned because of their work toward the end of 2023, according to a report issued Thursday by the Committee to Protect Journalists, or CPJ, which called it a disturbing attempt to smother independent voices. That's the second highest number of jailed journalists since the committee began its annual census in 1992. The figure is down from 367 in 2022, due primarily to the release of many in Iran, either on bail or as they await sentencing, the committee said. More than a third of the journalists in jail, according to the CPJ's December 1, 2023 census, were in China, Myanmar and Belarus, this according to the report. And Japan signed a deal with the United States on Thursday to purchase up to 400 Tomahawk cruise missiles as part of its ongoing military buildup in response to increased regional threats. Prime Minister Fumio Kishida's government has pledged to double its annual defense spending to around 10 trillion yen or 68 billion U.S. dollars by 2027, which would make Japan the world's third biggest military spender after the United States and China. Defense Minister Minoru Kihara announced in December a decision to accelerate deployment of some Tomahawks and Japanese-made Type 12 surface-to-ship missiles beginning in the fiscal year 2025, a year before the original plan. The government says Japan is facing its severest security environment since World War II because of threats from China and North Korea causing it to increase military cooperation with the United States, Australia, Great Britain, and other friendly nations. In November, the United States approved a $2.35 billion sale of two types of Tomahawks, 200 Block 4 missiles and 200 upgraded Block 5 versions. They can be launched from warships and hit targets 1,600 kilometers or 1,000 miles away. The signing of the purchase agreement on Thursday was attended by Kihara and the U.S. Ambassador to Japan, Rami Manuel. U.S. credit card debt has soared over the last couple of years and recently it reached a major milestone. Americans' combined credit card balances topped $1 trillion last year, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. By comparison, combined credit card balances were $680 billion a decade ago, according to federal data. While growing online sales have fueled the spike, business experts say the numbers are concerning as more people are not paying off their full balances and facing costly interest payments. 
During the pandemic, many Americans used stimulus payments from the government to help pay off their credit card debt, but things drastically changed once the stimulus dollars had dried up. At the end of 2021, 39% of credit card holders carried debt from month to month, but that jumped to 47% in 2023, according to data from Bankrate, a consumer financial services company. The number of Americans missing payments also has increased as the average credit card balance now stands at just over $6,000, which is the highest in more than a decade, according to TransUnion. Credit card delinquencies are rising fastest among lower-income borrowers, millennials, and people who hold other kinds of debt, like auto or student loans, according to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. Experts say that the effects of rising inflation are one of the major factors behind the problem. With rising prices, consumers have had to spend more on their cards for their goods. That was World News Sports is up next. World champion pole vaulter Sean Barber has died at the age of 29 years old, his agent Paul Doyle told CNN on Thursday. Barber set the Canadian record for the men's pole vault in January of 2016. He earned a gold medal at the 2015 Pan American Games in Toronto and also won the IAAF World Championships in Beijing, China later that year. And just a reminder to the general public, the TCI Cricket Association would like to advise that their annual general meeting for 2024 will be held on Friday, January 26th at the Provo Christian School Bible Street Providenciales starting at 6 p.m. The AGM is open to all members and the public. This is the best opportunity for members to hear about the progress of the association and ask questions about the past season. Members will also have the opportunity to give their input regarding the direction of the association for the upcoming season. The AGM will review the 2023 season and look forward to the coming 2024 season. Particular focus will be a major development of youth cricket. Members will be invited to vote to approve a resolution to implement the proposed restructuring by way of amending the Constitution. If you are a cricket enthusiast, please attend the annual general meeting set to take place on January 26th at Provo Christian School, Bible Street, Providenciales at 6 p.m. That was a look at sports. The weather forecast is up next. It's time now to hear from the TCI National Weather Service for your weekend weather forecast. General situation, a ridge of high pressure extending from the central Atlantic will dominate the weather pattern across the Turks and Caicos Islands today. Weather partly sunny today becoming fair and mild tonight with winds east to southeast at 10 to 15 knots and seas 3 feet or less near shore 4 to 6 feet over the ocean. Daytime high temperature 82 degrees Fahrenheit, overnight low temperature 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Sunset today will be at 5.29 p.m. 
Next tide, high tide will be at 3.04 p.m. Next low tide, 9.10 p.m. Extended forecast for the next two days. A high pressure will shift eastward as a cold front pushes through the Bahamas over the weekend. The frontal boundary is expected to move through the Turks and Caicos Islands on Sunday. Forecast for Saturday, partly sunny with isolated showers possible becoming mostly fair at night. Winds southeast to south at 10 to 15 knots becoming light and variable in the afternoon. Seas 4 to 6 feet in easterly swell. Sunrise be at 6.29 a.m. Sunset 5.29 p.m. Forecast for Sunday, partly cloudy with isolated showers possible. Partly cloudy and windy with a, light, a slight chance of showers at night. Chance of rain is 20%. A small craft advisory will be in effect in the afternoon. Winds light and variable in the morning becoming northeasterly at 15 to 25 knots in the afternoon. Seas 3 to 5 feet increasing to 6 to 9 feet and northerly to northeasterly swell at night. That is the three-day public forecast by the Turks and Caicos Islands National Weather Service. Thank you all so much. That wraps up the weather. Recapping the news, TCI Solid Waste Management contract signed. Six children rescued from capsized boat in Guyana. More than 300 journalists around the world imprisoned because of their work in 2023. Once again, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to The Nation Station. If you missed today's presentation, any other newscast, or any of your favorite shows, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store. Turks and Caicos, it's been a pleasure. Stay safe, have a wonderful weekend. God's willing, we'll be back on Monday.